gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another exciting episode of the 313 Sports Podcast. Levin, been here with you as usual on a very cold Tuesday night. We're about to get the polar vortex down here, actually, which is always a fun time. Uh, negative temperatures, potential hyperthermia, just walking out to take out the garbage. It's My camera glass broke. On my oh, phone I remember that. <laughs> last time we had a polar vortex here. I mean, it's so cold outside. My phone, like, the animations, if I leave my phone out in the cold for too long, like, let's say I'm outside or I'm shoveling snow or whatever, the animations on my phone will physically slow down <laughs> because it just gets so cold. It's 12, feels like 3. Ah, so. Michigan weather in February. It's a magical time. February is actually one of those months because, you know, football's over basketball it's kind of eh. hockey, hockey is eh. mid-season no baseball no Mark- well usually it'd be the trade deadline for the nba right. so it'd be like that, those right. two exciting right. days it'd be those know. two days where you got the the night before the woge the- bombs coming in hot and heavy one o'clock in the morning and we'll drum and get traded we'll drum and not get traded the blake griffin surprise trade in the middle of the uh oh, i remember i was the on the airplane from la when that happened <laughs> we had a layover in phoenix no, 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 I remember we were just about to take off from L.A. and someone texts me um, that Blake Griffin started talks for Blake Griffin. I'm like, oh, nothing's going to happen because it wasn't like a too big of a source. We land in Phoenix. I see the trade's official, and then we land in Detroit, and like I see the actual details of the trade. I'm like, oh, my God. No, no why the first round? Needless to say, you weren't a big fan. I but... didn't mind trading Tobias Harris and – Avery Bradley and Boban. Right. But the first round pick was what I was upset about. But I value first I value picks more than most people, I feel like. Mm. No such thing as overvaluing picks, but True. Anyhow, um all that fun stuff aside, I mean Sunday was the biggest sports day in America, arguably. Super Bowl Sunday. Um and let's you know, let's kind of discuss it. Well, it was my opinion. A it was one of the more game. boring Super Bowls we've seen in a very long time. I mean, no, it's it's up there with uh, two years ago Rams Patriots. Yeah, but at least that was fun. At least it was a defensive battle. Uh, last four minutes, golf. True. Current Lion, former Ram Jared Goff was driving down the field. I mean, there was like there was something here. It was just like okay, as soon as Gronk scored the first touchdown. And once Gronk scored the second touch, then you kind of felt like, okay, we're yeah, done. And you, and you see, like, the Chiefs couldn't get a running game going because they were missing two off two two good starters, Mitchell Schwartz. Yeah, Schwartz and, and, and uh, Fisher. And Eric Fisher, uh, Michigan native. Um, first overall pick also. But um, they, so they couldn't get a run game going, and they couldn't get a pass game going because Todd Bowles basically – took his linebackers off of the blitz and basically just had his D-line rushing the whole time because they were missing two offensive linemen and they had their linebackers double-covering Kelsey, right. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill was never left Clyde in single Yeah, and single-man coverage the whole game. And I mean, what's his name? So they were able to, like, you know, double-cover a lot of people. Right. Uh, I, mean, I have What's to, his give, name? I have to uh, give them credit. You know, you know, the only person who was open most of the game was Pringle. My man, Byron our, Pringle. Our man, Byron Pringle. Should have put, put more prop bets, which, by the way, to all those curious, I did lose uh, my butt on uh, 
prop bets and all that kind of other good stuff. Thank goodness it wasn't a lot. Did uh, you end up in the plus? I did end up in the plus though, but for the most part, it was it was just bust after bust after bust. Because I, mean, I the thing is, the whole game, I kind of felt like maybe they'll do it. Maybe Kansas City. Maybe Mahomes. I mean, you can't. How do you expect Kansas City not to score a single touchdown? Right, right. To me, that was one of the in more the shocking things, probably, of the whole game. But you know, their punter punt never didn't punt the whole playoffs, or maybe punted like twice in the playoffs. Right, and they were punting. I remember, I remember some set like that. They said the first time he came out, and he punt. I kept on seeing him there out. Every set of downs, right. you know, the, him and his uh, luscious locks of hair. Yeah, Jack down. Fox is still better. Yeah, but Jack Fox doesn't have the mane <laughs> that uh, whoever the Chiefs punter is. Right. No, I, I, I get what you're saying, but I think just overall as a whole, I mean, you kind of, between all the Brit Reed stuff that went on before and everything that happened and the COVID concerns that the Chiefs had and, you know, hey, we're going to all go get haircuts and then the barber comes up having COVID. It was just, it was weird. That, that's all I'm going to say. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, know. Right, also, time for everyone to put on their tinfoil hats. Uh-oh. There was way too many calls yeah. against the Chiefs. The, I mean, they, they set the record for... Uh, first half penalty yardage. The refs in the were Super Bowl. absolutely brutal this game. I, I I just didn't you know. I didn't really get it. I guess it was just uh, it was a boring game. Uh, it was you know, and Brady played well. I'll give Brady credit. Gronk played well for the first time in three years. Gronk pretended to be. Like he was in 2016, before all the back injuries and whatever right. and whatnot. Like I mean, Gronk had a good CBD and partying in in Miami mm-hmm. <laughs> helped him out. Yeah. Um, well, my favorite part of the whole Super Bowl though yeah, was but... um, Antoine Winfield Jr. when uh, he batted down a pass to Tyreek Hill and Tyreek's on the ground and Antoine Winfield squats down and gives him the peace sign, <laughs> which is Tyreek Hill's like signature. Right, the peace sign. Yeah, and then he got called for unsportsmanlike conduct, which was BS. But uh, well, whatever. I think just overall, it was kind of a, my opinion, just a very boring Super Bowl, top to bottom. Um, the ads were all kind of meh. Nothing, nothing that like stands out when you think of this year's Super Bowl. Right, ads. nothing really stood out. And- Matt, really Matt halftime show, really Matt Super Bowl, really Matt. Commercials. I mean, it was yeah. kind of the perfect Super Bowl to like, and, camp off and mo- 2020. Like, you know, most of the companies that like you see, like uh, Super Bowl commercial, like st- Blue Bloods or whatever you want to call Blue them. Blue Chip Prospects. Yeah. Um, like uh, uh, Wonderful Pistachios didn't show up. Avocados from Mexico. They didn't show up. I'm trying to think. I don't remember seeing a Nissan commercial. You know? Right. It's just like it wasn't even like anyone. Because we all donated it to COVID awareness. Um, it's uh, been a year. If you're not aware COVID exists, then you should probably come out from your cave and try mm-hmm. to get into the real world a little bit. You know, but, there was only like two beer commercials: Budweiser, not Bud, and Bud Light. Yeah, Bud Light and like Michelob Ultra or something. Avocados mm-hmm. from Mexico. It was. It was. It was just a disappointing. Makes Super it a Bowl. drop on the podcast. 
Um, yeah, it was, you know, it was just overall, it was kind of top to bottom. It was just as soon as the game started and the Chiefs kind of looked iffy and you kind of knew it was just going to be one of those games and you, and you just kind of felt that it was going to be, eh, but oh well. Well, another, you know, exciting thing if you're a Lions fan, another some exciting news happened. Um... Megatron, number our, our, 81. Our, our man's... Uh, our boy. Our man's. In the Colin. Hall of Fame. First ballot, which is... Uh, a shocker. I'll be honest. I knew... I mean, you can't deny Calvin is probably the greatest receiver of his generation. Yeah, of his generation. Because yeah. by the time Randy Moss retired, Calvin kind of came into his own. By the time Calvin was done, you had the Julio Joneses and... Hopkins. Hopkins and... Uh, Mike Thomas's and you know mm-hmm. that whole group, but from I would say from 2009 till around 2015, Calvin retired. He, yeah. was, he was the best, easily the, the best receiver in football, hands down, full stop, no mm-hmm. questions asked. Um, definitely the most athletically gifted, right? You know, you see those plays like he's triple covered by the Bengals. That's a famous play, or he's. Again, he's like triple, triple or quadruple covered by the Cowboys, and oh, he just yes. leaps above everyone, full, oh, yes. full extension, and catches the ball. You know, that is that that, that those highlights are just oof. To quote yeah. Jim Schwartz, I'll, I'll just stop myself at that. Yeah, don't don't quote <laughs> Jim Schwartz. I'd rather, I'd rather not get marked as explicit by iTunes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's it's. But the one thing that I think could be a positive, because I know there were all these rumors with Quinn and Patricia were here that, you know, Calvin and the Lions, and whatever side of the argument you are on, whether he should get the money, he shouldn't get the money, between, you know, between you and me, I don't think it should really matter. This is a top three player. He So far, he's your number two, until Stafford retires. No, even after Stafford even retires. After Stafford he's, retires. he's your number two you have of all Barry, time. Calvin, that's it. That's your top two players of all time. Yeah. Barry was pissed at the Lions enough that he faxed his resignation letter to the Wichita's Free Press Tribune Barstool Sports equivalent of uh, <laughs> 1999 newspaper reporting. <laughs> and and Calvin basically said that said, I'm done. And there was all this politics and the drama. And it's just like, okay, let's stop. And it's nice to see that, you know, he sat down with Sheila Ford, Sheila Ford Hamp. Yeah, because he said something about, like, yo, we're moving in the right, um, I met with Sheila, we're moving in the right direction. So that's good news. To me, that's huge. That's that's something that, you know, had to be done. And I'm ha- I'm, I'm happy that, you know, it's it seems like I have to give Sheila a lot of credit because it seems right now Sheila is making all the right moves from... The trading of Stafford and hiring the right people and and and, and Brad Holmes hiring a, a superstar front office and the head co- and the coaching staff is a who's who of like hot names in football. Antoine Randall just got hired. Mark Brunel is the quarterbacks coach. Uh, you got you know uh, I forgot his name, the guy from Philly, not Boston. Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley. 
you got all these guys and and they're like hot names in coaching and we'll see if it'll work. Well, I'll tell you this but about it. It's 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 not Sorry. a bunch. It's not Paul Pascaloni coming in because him and Patricia used the same urinal that one time in Syracuse or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 qualified people bringing in other qualified people to do a job that let's face it, this isn't going to be a quick rebuild. Yeah. Unless the Lions by some miracle get someone who's just like a wow factor and it could be offense or defense. And I mean, it we'll has get... to be defense. I'm sorry. <laughs> the truth Their is, offensive you, line is you fine. get a good Their draft. running back is fine. Their receiving core is either going to fall apart or stay the same, depending on how free agency. I mean, goes. they're receiving. Let's talk about the receiving core for a second. You got Marvin Jones. His salary. He's 31 years old. His salary last year was eight and a half, according to Sports Track. Spot Sport, Track. Spot Track. Whatever. His projected current market value is ten and a half million. I'm not paying Marvin Jones that money, but not happening. Uh, one second, let me backtrack a bit to uh, Sheila. When okay. you were saying, oh, we're yeah, okay. sorry. It's just I, I need to get this out. Um, while yes, the moves seem to be right. Um, the fact that first of all, you have to can't forget that she let Quinn and Patricia stay this past year. She should have asked them on the spot. Um, second, uh, huh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, after so many years of failed ownership, and since the, it's the same family, and I mean, rumor is that Sheila was running beh- running things behind the scenes the last two three years. See, that's anyway. always been a rumor, but, but it's okay, okay, I get it. But the but you 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 have a right to be skeptical and. A hundred percent. Until she proves you wrong, I'm sorry. It's it's guilty until proven innocent in, with with the Fords at this point. Um, you know, how do we know that if Stafford wouldn't have requested a trade, how do we know that she would they would have traded Stafford? I mean, apparently Stafford told them right after the season how he wants to go. So they were hiring people with the thought that we're gonna, you know, trade Stafford. You know, but. How do we know that if Stafford wouldn't have asked for a trade, how do we know they would have, they would have traded him? You know? Right. And this is something that the, we've been asking for for two, three years already, to trade Stafford. Yeah. Okay, let's... I mean, yes, you're right. But at the same time, the moves that she's making... I'll give making, credit where credit is due. But, you know, Brad Holmes I'm still and super Dan skeptical. Campbell, so far, especially with the Stafford trade that they pulled off, I'm leaning towards... Positive feelings. Definitely, but... Slow, slow drip of Kool-Aid into my veins. I'm not talking about a full-blown injection just yet, but it's, 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 it's something... It's, it's, it's a level of hope that I feel that Lions fans haven't had in a long, long time. Yeah, uh, yes, but I still think that you, you, you can't judge Sheila off of this yet. Yes, this is very good... For her, for her, in her direction, in her favor, but it's still not, you know, I'm still not on board with Sheila. Okay, okay, and you know, I, I, I definitely or I, Rod the Bod, Rod the Bod would. I, I understand and I hear where you're coming from. I just, I, I, I'm more leaning towards the, hey, let's wait and see approach as opposed to, 
let's 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 kill Sheila. But you know, back 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 to what I was saying. That's you know, in terms wait of and see, in but... terms of the draft and and where this team could go. You know, you got like I said, Marvin Jones, according to Sport, Spot Track, ten and a half, ten and a half million. Kenny Galladay, according to Spot Track, seventeen million. Romeo Aquara, according to Spot Track, ten point one million. Romeo Aquara was the only competent defensive player. So on here's the, the thing. Here, here, here's the thing. Romeo Aquara, even if he's ten million, I would grind my teeth. But if you can make the money work somehow. Let's just say, hey, you know, he wants to play with his brother and whatever, and he'll take eight and a half. I'll resign him. He was statistically one of the best defensive ends in football last year, according to Pro Football Focus. Everything else, though, it's, it's you know, you don't have any wide receivers. Outside, I think your only wide receiver who, who's, who's, who's left, who's going to be in the on, on, on the team from last year is Quintus Cephas, who I'm a big fan of personally, but he's not a number one receiver. Yeah, so, because I mean, Marvin Jones is out, Amendola's out, Mohamed Sanu, for those who forgot he was here, <laughs> uh, is out, Kenny Galladay's out, Jamal Agnew's listed as a wide receiver nowadays. Well, it happens to be, I think they'll re-sign Agnew just because I think it could be he's still one of the best, better punt returners, kick returners in football. He I mean, still he, has that gadget he, he, playability. He's like he's like Jeremy Ross. He had those two uh, punt returns or kick returns for a touchdown, and then what, what has he done since? He's he's fumbled it like time three out, times. Time out, time either, out. I think last year. Hold you on, know. but is Jamal Agnew better than seventy five percent of punt kick returners in the NFL? I wouldn't know. I can't speak on that. <laughs> I would say yes. Those are just I my have, two cents. I have not been scouting <laughs> kick returners. Why, I don't want to do a whole episode deep dive about rigging kick returners. But Jared Davis, and now, you know, switching back to the defense, Bust. Everson Griffin, Everson, Everson Griffin, Waste gone. Deron Harmon, gone. Jared Waste Davis, gone. Miles Killebrew, he's a good special teamer, so he might he's stick still around. still on the team? Yeah. Jalen Reeves-Maven, gone. All these guys... You know, and these are the guys that were the big Matt Patricia, Bob Quinn guys. They're all they're all gone. So you're you're really gonna have to rebuild the team from the ground up. I mean, you have your offensive line. I would say that's a solid group. Maybe outside of right tackle. Oh, uh, who's the right tackle? Jonah Jackson. The no, isn't that Halapui Vui? Halapui Vati Vaitai, who was a, another uh, uh, excellent signing by uh, Bob Quinn. Yeah, what is it like? Two year, three years, fifty million or something. I don't know. Right. I mean, if 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 it was frustrated, you know, thinking if, about this. If, if you would ask me, and we're gonna have a number of draft preview kind of episodes coming out as we go along, but if you ask me, Lions number one focus should. I mean, not number one. The focus the Lions should do in no particular order for the draft is you need pass rushing. Which is lined. Interior, exterior, doesn't care. You need you need dudes. Your yeah. only dudes right now are let's assuming Aquara resigns, is Aquara and whatever Trey Flowers is supposed to be. Your defensive your defensive tackle is Penasini, who was a nice draft pick by uh, Bob Quinn, sixth, seventh round. But he's essentially, you know, uh uh, snacks Harrison Light. Well, he got drafted. That, I mean, that's what he got drafted for, right? Which is I mean, fine. I, I'm okay with that. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to hate he, him. He, the was, he was the perfect. He, he was. He was like a sixth or seventh round pick, right? Yeah. And he was 
the defensive tackle who are dime a dozen and don't get drafted high because unless they're Sue, Sue, yeah, or Gerald McCoy or Vita Veo or Aaron Donald, all those right. Unless they're the that, freaks, if if they're like you know like a a solid number two D tackle, they're not going to get drafted in the first round. He, that that I feel like it's sad to say that this is one of Bob Quinn's best picks. <laughs> well, he had a few. I mean, Kenny Galladay also a solid pick. Yeah, but you need linebackers. You need safety. You need a corner. Yeah, I, th- I think we could. Is, I think you know we we could we could. They're gonna cut. I'm, I'm a, let's assume for, for for their cap space, which they don't have any of. They have they're they at one seventy nine, and they they cut. If they, they're at one seventy nine, and the cap is one eighty. Let's say they cut Trufant. Done. That is uh, six million open. Let's say they cut Jamie, Jamie Collins, Collins, Justin Coleman. I, it wouldn't be. Pro- I don't think it'd be even profitable to cut Jamie Collins because his salary is his all, cap their, all these contracts, and I'm looking at it, a lot of the contracts are like severely backloaded to where you, the you dead know cap hit would be insane. If you where the dead it. cap hit is bigger than the the cap hit. hit, like Jamie Collins. Guess who signed Jamie Collins? Bob Quinn, Justin Coleman. They save roughly five million. You know, Vitae they can't cut now. Potential out next year though. Um, Jesse James two million. That's an, that's another Bob Quinn uh, special right there. Yeah. But I mean, so if you're looking at you know the number seven pick, at that point you have to really ask yourself what's the best value of the position. Do I go with a Devonte Smith or a Jamar Chase or a Waddle? And just go receiver, because I think any of those three okay. guys you can't really go wrong. I'll tell you this, I think... or, or or do I get you know a Mika Parsons or a um? There's no, I think there's only really one player that if they pick them at seven, I'll probably drive down to two 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 Republic Drive and burn the place down. Is Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. They draft him, and I'm just going to be like, oh, come on. No. Again. The third Don't get GM me wrong. He's a Kyle, the Kyle Pitts is a great player. He's he's projected to be a wide receiver. He's projected to be like a Kelsey or a Gronk. But we have our own Kelsey or and or Gronk in TJ Hawkinson. And Hawkinson, who's been very good and has been showing you know promise. He's but, a pro bowler. Right. Even though there was no pro bowl. Right, but he was still voted in or whatever. Yeah. But. The seventh pick, and, and, and once again, the Stafford trade gives them that flexibility. Hey, we could take, let's say they take Parsons at seven, or they or Zach Wilson drops, or they're falling in love with Trey Lance at seven, and they take one of those dudes. They could come back and say, hey, you know, uh, Tennessee, how about we give you next year's first and a third this year, or whatever, and... You know, you you you. Uh, at that point, you have opportunity. What? And you, and, what? What are you talking about, Tennessee? Any team in the back end of the first round. Let's oh, say you okay, want okay, a okay. a Perriman, uh, not a Perriman. Who's the Who's the wide receiver from Minnesota? Oh shoot! It's like he's a son of a. He's a name of like a Rashad no, Perriman. Maybe I can't remember his name. Ah, uh, shoot. Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman, that's... Right. So you could draft, you know, Rashad Bateman, who was yeah. projected to be one of the be- better wide receivers. Uh, at, own... the, at the end of last year, 
but again, this all depends on 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 on, on, on you know the, the 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 trades that you make and the moves that you make with the cap and other things and free agency. Well, that's what they got Mike Disner for okay. the cap. Uh, but my... stuff like that, you you can really build a team. And 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 if you look at you know how teams were built, look at Buffalo, look at Kansas City, look at. They all drafted a quarterback. I, I mean, not, you can't count Kansas City because they were a borderline contender with, with Alex Smith. Smith. Right. Okay, so let's say Buffalo. You got a GM there who just built a team, and he See, got himself his they QB. Got, they got a quarterback. They, got, they hit on defensive picks in the later rounds. Right. They got they traded for their number one receiver. Their issues to run a game. But, um, you know, yeah. You know what? It's, I think it's next a good year, build. But... Next year, Buffalo, I think they're a Super Bowl contender. That's not a hot take. It's not. I mean, they were a super contender this year. They were. But, they sh- I, I think they. I think they should have beat the Chiefs. It was the same thing, you know. Refs through the game. I'm joking. I'm joking. But uh, if if that's the only, I don't see a value. Let me rephrase this all. I don't see a value at taking a receiver at seven. Yes, these guys are going to be great. You want to take Devontae Smith at seven? I would not take Devontae Smith at all. Why not? He is small. I do not like small receivers. He is going to get destroyed. Um, Jamar Chase. I wouldn't take. I wouldn't take a receiver at seven. Period. I wouldn't. It's it's a low. It you could find. It's like defensive tackles. You could unless you're drafting Calvin Johnson. You could get receivers in the second, third, fourth, fifth round. Quintus Cephas was a fifth round pick. He's a solid starter. He had good games. He wasn't. He wasn't like Kenny Gallaty or Marvin Jones, but he. I could see him. Beco- I could see him becoming like you know, a solid third, second or third option. You know, and regarding the defense, I don't think Micah Parsons is that good. And if you're planning on taking on defense, I, I mean, no, I don't. Not that I don't think Micah Parsons is that good. I don't think he's seventh overall worthy. I would say that if you're planning on taking a defender, trade back. Unless you're taking a quarterback. Or somehow Pinay Sewell falls to you. Um, trade back from seven if you want to take a receiver or a defensive player. Because you, know, hey, you, you could get good defensive players in the later in at the end of in the middle and end of the first round. You could get Gregory Russo, Michael Parsons. Um, I'm blanking on names right now, but there there's defensive playmakers right, that there, you could there, get. There, there's options. Yeah, but it's just a matter of. This, this this selecting you know the best one. It's this draft is more front loaded, right? Um, more new. There was a fun bit of news um, today. Uh, not today on Sunday. Um, Which I gotta tr- give the Pistons credit. You know, pu- putting out a trade on Super Bowl Sunday. Tr- tr- Troy Weaver uh, wheeling and dealing. Oh baby. It's like Some, you know, you, someone gave him his coke stash back. You 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 know his you know you saw a quote he had. Um, uh, a few uh, months something ago, maybe something about like an assault gun or no. Assault. Basically, someone asked him about like oh, all the trades he made when he as soon as he came in, he didn't even bother to like wait. And he he said, "When I when I go swimming, when I'm at a pool, I don't dip my toes in. I jump all in. Oh! If if I have a gun, uh, I'm leaving with the clip empty. You know. And there he goes again, and he trades. See, now uh, imagine you take Troy Weaver and meld them with Dan Campbell." Oh. You'll have a guy who'll empty clips into people's kneecaps. It'll be exciting. Yeah, baby. <laughs> um, but he traded Derrick Rose, who they had a mutual agreement to part ways. Correct. They traded Derrick Rose to the New York Knicks for uh, Derrick Rose Light. 
uh, in Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, he's been he's, he's he played like three games this year. He's he's not he has not been good, but there is upside and potential there because he was. And he's been, the beginning of his career, he was pretty good in Dallas, and he even had a decent year in um, uh, in New York. But he was a top but 10 when, pick at some point. Yeah, Dennis Smith Jr. I wanted him on the Pistons during that draft. I remember but, he had those dynamite dunk highlights. But um, but all I remember like, when when you're at home, when you're playing at home, and the fans are booing you and are asking for Frankie Smokes to come in instead. I'm sorry, but. I, I don't mind. They got something out of it. They got Dennis Smith Jr. in a second-round pick. But... You know, it could be another Jonah Jackson kind of thing. Not Jonah Jackson. Josh Jackson. Well, Josh Jackson hasn't been that good. He's been all right. He's been better than he's been anywhere else in, the, in, in, his, in, in his time that's, in the that's, league. That's true. It's, it's the afro. He shaved, off, he shaved off the afro. Ah, that's what it was. <laughs> I mean, he's Dennis Smith Jr. was average 15 points in his rookie year with the Mavericks until they traded him for uh I mean just this Chris game Dobbs. Josh Jackson uh 13 points plus minus 9 four rebounds two assists two steals a block five turnovers oh baby excuse me yeah <laughs> but I think we probably lost most of our listeners at this point yeah but he had injury issues you know but it's a trade they got they got draft capital for Derrick Rose. Exactly. Uh, it's 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 just moving pieces. Now, Troy Weaver has to find the good Coke stash. I'm talking like the really good Coke stash. The the stuff uh, Tommy T-shirts has. Yes, the stuff. He's got to knock on Tom Gorris's door and be like, Tommy, how about this? You give me the good Yale, I'll get rid of Blake Griffin. Because that's, I think, the next thing that has to happen. They get rid of Blake... And I don't care what it's for. Picks, you know, the ghost of the ghost of uh, Luol Deng's expiring contract. Anything. Just Shumpert plus the Nets pick. <laughs> I, I don't care. Just get rid of him. I, I feel bad. I will take um, corn for Blake Griffin. Like, I don't care. Like, anything. Right. You like, give me a bucket of basketballs, I'll take him at this point. I mean. Give me workout equipment. Right. He's it's uh, I I really do feel bad. De- he Delon has... Wright needs a new bench press. You know, uh, we'll trade you Blake for it. <laughs> right. Well, it's been another exciting episode of the Three One Three Sports Podcast. Rate us, like us, subscribe, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, on Twitter at Three One Three Sports Pod, we have been more active. We have been. Doing... We actually have been more active. We're not trying to be more active. We're not trying. We're actively more active. Ooh, that's quite a wordplay right there. Actively more active. Anyhow, have a good one, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>